0: Good afternoon, good morning, and good evening, whatever time it is, you're listening to this program. Welcome to Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff. And as per usual, lots to talk about during the week, uh, you know, about the Eagles, especially when they're a losing streak. There always seems to be more internal news that are coming out of the Eagles organization. So much to talk about that. And I know I didn't have podcast on Wednesday like I originally was kind of looking for. I also said that I would try to see if I can get Matt in to go through an Eagles therapeutic session, I guess, the way they're playing right now. Three-day, you know, three-game losing streak here to get his thoughts on on this, uh, you know, rut that the Eagles are in and how we can get out of it. And uh, even with the holidays rapidly approaching here, we were able to get Matt on for today's program. So that is the semi-surprise. So, Matt, back to join the program, friend of the program. Those of you who have been listening uh, to Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff are well, very familiar with this uh, voice. So, Matt, uh, welcome back. Uh, Merry Christmas, happy holidays to you and yours, and thanks for uh, making the time to join us again on Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff.
1: Yeah, thanks, Jeff. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to you and uh, to all the other Eagles fans out there in Eagles Nation. Uh, It's unbelievable that we have a game on Christmas Day that's going to hopefully be the... Write the ship game, but I don't know. I got a little bit of nerves. But that's all right, because I had nerves last year, and then we crushed the Giants every time we saw them. So, yeah. Looking forward to that, but uh, definitely uh, need to vent myself about where the Seagulls team is over the last three weeks.
0: Yeah, so. well, I mean, I, I definitely did venting on my own. I, I wanted to make sure that sometimes I give the audience a good raw dosage of of myself as a fan, and so I didn't waste much time after the debacle on Saturday night. I literally was like within 10 minutes after the game was over, I was still fuming over how they lost that game and hit record and went to work and went to town. And uh, so it was probably a little bit of a different uh, Philadelphia Eagles talk with Jeff program than the audience is typically used to. However, I think it's good to kind of show – Exactly how, you know, a fan feels after the game. I'm sure I, I was sharing the same type of emotion and frustrations a lot of the Eagles fans had. So I've already done a lot of my venting, um, but I want to give you the opportunity to talk about uh, what your thoughts were on what's going on with this team right now, especially what happened um, on Monday night. And before I get into that, I will say this. If there's one team in the NFL, you of even all the bad teams in the league. Like Carolina or some of these really really horrible teams, there's one team that could be the perfect recipe for the Eagles to get their stuff together. It's the Giants because they absolutely own the New York Giants, and this is not only a you know a Giants team that is also just not good this year, but they're just you know they're on their third string quarterback. They're got a lot of um, issues defensively and offensively. Their offensive line seems to be. Like a sieve, so maybe this will get our defensive line finally getting some some action again in terms of sacking the quarterback as pressures, which have been almost non-existent here in the last few weeks. Um, so maybe it's it's the perfect uh, remedy uh, for the Eagles' issues. But here's the thing: even if they win these next three games, they're not beating good teams, and so is that going to get them back on the right track for the playoffs? So that's kind of what my thought process is right now. But what are your thoughts? What is going on with this team right now from your perspective? What the heck happened on Saturday? How did they end up losing that game? Uh, I'll give you the floor here for uh, and let you uh, get your thoughts off your chest.
1: What's funny is, and I think a lot of Eagles fans agree with this, it feels like we're in the Bermuda Triangle of like the NFL because you don't have a 10-win football team and 10 and three where the Eagles stand now without having a team that can play good football because it's hard to win every weekend in the NFL. So I'll start there. So part of me says, this is overreacting. We're all overreacting a bit. We have a good team. Let's just settle down. We'll get back on track and then things will be fine. But at the same time, and, and some of the things that you hear players say, like, well, we need to execute. So Hurts has all been about, well, we need to execute. We need to execute. And all good coaches and players will usually just say that so that they don't throw anybody under the bus. And that's fine, but usually that happens in the first quarter of the season where you're like, you have a bad loss, like the loss in the Jets. Well, we didn't execute. I'm like, yep, exactly right. Now yeah. we move on and be dominate for the rest of the season. There's, it's been a long time since the Eagles have been uh, this late in the season, and all of a sudden execution becomes a problem.
0: Right. Like, That's where did true. that
1: come from? Like, how how is it three games in a row with good protection that we don't have wide receivers open? This isn't Todd Pinkston and Freddie Mitchell and James Thrash and Torrance Small and Charles Johnson. This is A.J. Brown yeah. and Devontae Smith. And how is it? You know, we have Goddard back. You know, how is it that these guys are not open? And it's like, well, the fact is they are open. They're open. Yeah. And I don't know. It's got me. I don't know if Hertz's knee is affecting his play. I don't know if he's too short to see over the offensive line. But I just there's a lot of one second and scramble type things I've seen from Hertz. So I think Hertz gets about sixty five percent to seventy percent of the of where I would place most of the blame. And then the OCs kind of take a little bit of that. Maybe I swear to God if I see another bubble screen oh. out out to a receiver like yep. AJ. And having Devontae Smith
0: block for guys like Goddard and Brown. Either way, I, whether it's having the smallest, skinniest wide receiver practically in the NFL, either blocking or receiving the ball on that play, it yeah. is just a waste of a down. And that's what I said in my Monday night rant.
1: I don't get it. Why don't you? Why don't you have Stoll lined up with Goddard and AJ, and then you run the same play, but you run it with big guys? Like I. Don't get why Smith is even a part of that whole thing, you know. Um, well,
0: the other thing is, and that, I mentioned this also in my rant, I'm like, it even looks like sometimes when they're running that play, they're running it for the first time the entire season. You got guys yeah. running into each other. There was one yep. they tried to run it last week, and they were running into each other, and they got a three-yard minute, minute, three uh, minute, not three not uh, yep. loss. It's and like, so just they're get so rid of that play altogether.
1: They're so lucky they haven't had a turnover or something like that. Like, I've seen middle screens be highly effective. And I'm like, but I've only seen them like twice all season long. So I'm like, if you're if you're pressed and you want to get a nice easy pass and for completion and a play, like where is the middle screen? You got Gainwell out there that can catch. Swift can Swift, catch. Swift. Yep. Goddard can catch over the middle. You got all these guys that catch over the middle. So where's the middle screen? Don't be throwing these stupid bubble screens. They've never worked. I've always aimed it. Unless you throw it to a guy like AJ, right? So those plays only work when you had like TO on the Eagles. You got AJ Brown. Uh, other teams can do it successfully if they had like Heinz
0: Ward and some other like bigger receivers that can. I said Debo Samuel <laughs> or Tyree Kill. If <laughs> you got those guys, just yeah. scrap that play altogether or run it to Brown. Brown, I guess, would be the one out of all the Eagles or the backs, like you said, Swift or Gainwell and and Goddard. We used to run it, but here's the thing: where's the middle part of the field passes to be at all to begin with? quick slants United. over the middle, especially in that over, uh, not overtime, but late in the game. Why do you have to go down the sidelines all the time to try to make a play, just throw it over the middle?
1: These are the things I think... So the OC, I think, you blame him for these stupid bubble screens, and we're like really, really dumb plays. Um, but you blame Hurts for the middle of the field. I, you can't tell me that the middle of the field doesn't have Goddard or Smith or Brown crossing through there at different times. And when yeah. when you, quarterback and you leave the pocket after 1.5 seconds just because the rush comes right so you hike the ball the rush is coming your way that's fine your linemen are all lined up one-on-one they picked up the blitz they collapse a little bit but the pocket's still there so you step up in the pocket you shift left shift right you move forward you see the whole field you throw the ball this is what Hertz was doing last year and this year it's like hike oh crap i feel the pressure of the line that's not even there
0: some half the time
1: yeah, and then he takes off around the end or up the middle, and now all of a sudden the, the offensive line that, that has their guy has to let go of the guy. Exactly. Okay. They
0: can't block the guy anymore.
1: Yeah, there's no real running lane there. And how many times have you seen Hurts run towards the sidelines and then he starts pointing? Well, just make the play. And I'm like, no, you, you're not Cunningham, dude. You can't do that. And yeah. Randall Cunningham could barely do it, really. And it occasionally well.
0: he can, but now he thinks that he can do it every time. And and it, the the percentage once that play pocket breaks down and he starts running all along off to the right of him completing the pass or making some kind of play drops to about five to ten percent.
1: Yeah, because everyone knows his arm. You know. Yeah, they and know. he takes away half the field. Yeah, it's not Vic. It's not McNabb. He, he cannot chuck. And right, he ball doesn't down. have
0: the arm either. That's the other thing. He does no, not he's have the got
1: arm. A, he's got to step into his throws to be able to complete these passes, and he did show us that last year. He showed us it early in the season. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know where he went. I don't know if he's thinking about his knee more than anything else or what, but but I would not mind it. it even at the risk of taking a hit, Like they, they probably should have... They, they would never bench him, but they had an excuse last week probably because of the knee. You know, Probably because he was sick,
0: right? He, and he was sick, but it's like to me, and I said this on my program, and I think you have the same kind of frame of thought that I have is if you are well enough to play, then we don't expect – there's no excuses at that point then. I, you know, I know you were sick. I know you weren't feeling well. It clearly was not feeling well. But if you're out there, then we expect you to play at a high level.
1: And here's the thing. If you're the coach and if you are going over this tape for the last three weeks of showing missed receivers who are wide open or you don't stay in the pocket, you're not doing your job, and then you don't put in the guy – that could possibly do. Like you had a perfect setup to just say Mariota is going to go in. And I think the Eagles are just a little bit scared that Mariota goes in and wins because he hits these middle guys that are open. And now all of a sudden you get a QB controversy for the rest of the year because their high paid guy seems to have forgotten how to play football the last three weeks. And if Mariota, and I don't, I'm not a big fan of Mariota. I don't think he's a great backup quarterback. I definitely almost don't
0: think he's good at all.
1: Mariana and go straight to Tanner, their third string guy, but I don't even know if he's on a team. Where's he at yeah, he's on a practice squad or something? But
0: no, I think he because they do seed up they made that rule change actually because of the Eagles last year when they beat up the 49ers so bad that 40, they yeah. do carry a third quarterback now on, on an active uh fifty two
1: or fifty three. So I, I really kind of think like, okay, they're they're gonna be in trouble because I don't think they're gonna correct Hertz for the rest of the season and in the playoffs. So either Hertz
0: finally steps up. I mean, it hurts the crack hurts. I mean, he's, gotta he's got to see. That's it. That's the whole thing. These aren't like little hidden things that he's doing wrong. These are like, like when you have Gainwell on that last play, this is the one that's just the extreme play that's just easy to point out for everyone. And that last play when he went down and decided with 20 seconds left when they only needed about 15 more yards to get Jake a chance to tie the game, he decides to throw it 45 yards down the right sideline to a double yeah. cover at A.J. Brown. And he's got Gainwell peeling off uh, with nobody within 25 yards in front of him that they could have passed it to and kicked a field goal to tie the game.
1: I think some of that goes back about six or seven weeks to when Brown first opened up publicly about how frustrated he was. Yeah. Uh, When he had a couple of games go by where he didn't catch 125 yards after he set that record and starts opening up a big stink, and now Hertz has to calm him down. They have that little sideline chat, and Hertz has been off ever since then.
0: Well, so- here's here's the thing. I'm just talking about this play because I remember right, and here's this is like I couldn't believe it when I was listening to Sirianni's press conference this week because I was like, "Wow, what I speculated." And when I say speculated, I didn't do it in my, my my program. I did it with you. It was a conversation we had earlier this week. Do you remember when I said? What the heck were they thinking on that play? Were they just trying? Was their strategy just to try to get a pass interference call down the field? And guess what Sirianni said? He actually said during the press conference that that was their thought process, to throw it deep and hope to get a pass interference call. I'm like, are you kidding me? I couldn't believe he actually said that. Now, I I was just speculating that because I was trying to figure out reasons why Hertz would do a play like that when he needs to go and they have two timeouts. They don't need to go deep, number one. they don't need to go out of bounds, number two. Why throw deep and near the out-of-bounds line when you could just use the field, utilize timeouts, get 15 yards, and have Jake have a shot at a time in the game? Yeah, and I'm like, bad. so the other thing I can think of is where well, they're just trying to get a pass interference call. That's where Sirianni confirmed at his press conference. I couldn't believe my ears.
1: Well, e- even if he's protecting his players or something, I'm like, that's bad. That's just bad. It's don't horrible, keep- yeah. I mean, no NFL fan who watches games, and I'm not, not talking about the stupid speculative media out there that's on Facebook every day and sending me 10 more stupid questions about Philadelphia Eagles football. I'm like, you don't even watch the games. It's obvious by the stupid questions you're asking. But <laughs> Piriani, uh, you know, he deserves to take some bit of pressure, and I was about ready to defend him, but you can't defend that. Like, no. If you – that you're showing up on Sunday and hoping that the refs are going to play. Who soon. calls
0: a play in crunch time, hoping for a pass interference call? Really? Yeah. That's your that's strategy? Terrible. Wow, that was that, be, that was revealing to me.
1: No, and it's something that if that was a strategy, you should have left that unsaid and just said, "Hey, we're missing guys, you know, <laughs> on the field." Right. Yeah, so keep it I'm to meant. yourself.
0: You don't you don't let that out. But that that is a direct quote he said during his press conference on Tuesday.
1: Maybe that's what Hurts meant when he said we need to be more committed to winning.
0: You know, like, wow.
1: you know, how about we just execute the play? The, the play says Smith and Gamble were both wide open there because Seattle was way off, yep. way back,
0: way yep. back. They confirmed that was the first read, which is the other problem I have with Hurts that I criticize him heavily for after the game. He's only doing one reads. But he said on that play, they asked him directly, was A.J. Brown your first read? Yep. And so that's why, again, he doesn't even look at anybody else. Uh, is A.J. Brown's a first read? Okay, we're going to him. 22 seconds left with two timeouts. And you can always look
1: away from your first read and go back to him if you process the field quick enough. Yeah, he's not, not even doing that.
0: He's not scanning <laughs> the to field. He's not.
1: Like, I don't even know how. And now, here's the thing, though. So he's probably way drugged up to even play that game, right? So I don't know what I feel like if I'm taking Vicks will just
0: to get Yeah, a I'm like sure that. he felt like crap. Yeah. He looked like he did.
1: Yeah. So that – To be fair, like, okay, but at the same time, that's even more. I I think I'd be like, I am not making that. I would almost be deciding myself, well, there's no way I'm throwing that ball deep. I can't. Yeah, yeah.
0: when does your football IQ come in? Even if the coach is dumb enough to say that or call it for that reason, you still should be looking underneath because you know you got two timeouts. At least glance and see if there's anyone else open.
1: Two timeouts and an an all-star kicker. Yeah, and a
0: kicker that that is proven, even in the crappy weather, he can still make a big kick. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was horrible. That I think that's why I was so fumed. As bad as that whole game was, that last yeah. twenty seconds, and the play, and the series of downs prior to that, when they when they had the lead with like six minutes left, and he threw that other careless bomb to Watkins in the end zone that he had no business. Yeah. There was no reason to go deep at that point either. No. They were driving nah. that that if you remember that series, they were driving fine all the way down the field, and then when they get to about the forty five yard line, he decides to go all the way to the end zone to to Watkins. Right. And I,
1: read, I read Rube's observations. You know, I do every week. That's one journalist that I absolutely put a
0: lot of stuff on. Yeah, stock, he's great. Know. Yeah, he calls it like it is.
1: And he's like, why is Watkins on this team? <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> they came for this one deep play, and he broke down the stats of it all, yeah. of how the last five times they've gone to Watkins, nothing positive has happened. It's all turnovers, picks, interceptions. Or fumbles. And it's awful. Yeah. And it's like, why? So, like, where? – I just don't understand why you have a guy. Who's the guy that was catching all the passes three or four years ago when we had no receivers? This is pre-Smith. Oh, uh, you J. mean Brown. the uh,
0: practice squad guy that we always signed?
1: Okay. Greg Ward. Greg Ward. Give me Greg effing Ward and that slot receiver. Or how about button. Zacchaeus has
0: actually how been about- proven this year that he can catch the ball and makes some plays downfield. Yeah.
1: Right, and, and so just where are these guys? And that's the thing. I'm like, you can't tell me they're not open. Even these third stringers, you can't tell me they're not open. I mean, if you threw it to Quez Watkins because he's in single coverage, that's not really open because Quez can't beat out anybody. Well, plus course, Jalen
0: doesn't have the ball to reach Quez downfield. No, all of them short. So how many underthrown passes? Right, he always team? is short downfield. I don't know. You know, you made a good point, which I didn't see, because I'm just used to him throwing short all the time, even when he does step into it. Sometimes he's still short. But you made the point on that play certainly on the Brown player, which one that you pointed out, it could have been both. I only I know one of them for sure. He didn't step into this throw at all. He threw off his back you know, foot.
1: The throw to Brown, he's, all, he's on his back foot trying to throw a 40-yard a bomb. And there's just no way. There's no way he's going to get that ball out in front of Brown. And if you look at the replay, I mean, Brown was about, it looked like three to five yards out in front of his quarterback. So I'm like, yeah, he did smoke him. But that
0: yeah, but he's got to throw a ball another 15 yards earlier. further.
1: Yeah. And instead, it, there's no stepping into his throws. It's it's all timid football from Hurts. And I'm like, what is the deal? If his knee's hurting, he needs to sit in the bench, and they need to just let him yeah. chill and save him for the playoffs and let Mariota go win
0: a game. Well, here's you know? the thing. When he's running around, though, like he's he ran a lot in that Saturday game, yeah. or again, the Seattle game, I mean, not Saturday, Monday night game against Seattle. He ran a lot in that game. He looked good running.
1: The thing is, though, it almost tells me that he's afraid to stay in the pocket. Like, I'm – Right. You know, you've heard – That's thing what before, I'm thinking never been injured outside the pocket. I'm like, well, you, you got the shoulder injury last year, but hes I think he's afraid of getting hit on his knees or something. I something. think so.
0: I definitely think that's playing into it. I agree. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think there's – You there's can't have a quarterback,
0: guys, though, that plays that way. That's bad, really bad news.
1: Now, there's two guys on this team that deserve a good amount of blame. One of them is on offense, Hurts, and the other guy is on defense. And I'll let you take a guess at who that guy is.
0: Well, before we get to the defense – I just before we get off of Hertz, because I, I spent twenty five minutes Uh-oh. in the last podcast destroying Hertz. It's a- but before we get to the the guy you're talking about on defense, um, if this is a major problem though, if Hertz is not able to correct this, because you can't have a quarterback, especially one now that I and I repeated this a zillion times on my podcast, that you're paying fifty million. This is not a guy in a rookie contract anymore. We're now – he's paying – a big chunk of our salary cap is now on Hertz. So that's when things get magnified. You can't have quarterbacks playing scared in the pocket. And here's the thing. Hertz already has the benefit of having one of the NFL's best offensive lines in the league.
1: Like we get worse from here is the next 10 years.
0: Right. (laughs) I mean, if he can't perform in this offensive line, then down the road it's not going to be this good. Chances are.
1: No. I totally agree. Uh, so only Hertz can fix himself. The coaches can't do it. The OC can't do it. And I'm I'm not ready to throw the OCs under the bus yet. They are still young and learning, yeah, and experience. And they're they were winning. They were winning when Hertz was doing the things that Hertz needed to do to win. Confidence Growing. plays
0: such a role in really any sport, but especially at quarterback. Like yeah, I, I would I, so. I would almost have Hertz uh, coming out this this Monday night and. Or Monday evening, whenever they play, for whatever the time is, uh, is have him throw over the middle and and step into the pass a couple times early in the game just to get his confidence up that he can make those throws. Yeah, that's what yep. I would do if I was the OC and make you know call the game.
1: Yeah, and no more bubble screens, please. Those are those oh, such a waste. Past-
0: might be for other teams, but we like you said, they look like it's the first time we've run it, it all does. year. So. Every time. It's, it's like you guys so just, you guys run this play all year and every time you run it, it looks like you first time you've run it the whole season. It's so bad. You
1: know,
0: Block you know it, I mean it's, it's just it's horrible. horrible. It's a nightmare every time they play. It, they call it, you know? Uh all right, so well, since you've teased us on the defense, might as well go there and then I just want to get into uh, some of the uh, some of the other news events of the week. So who are you uh, who are you teasing on? on the defense as far as the number one to blame. I think you kind of how you phrased it.
1: Same deal. Yeah. We paid this guy a lot of money to
0: stay. And all of a
1: sudden he's just too old to play football. So James Bradbury cannot cover guys
0: oh, on the outside. Yeah, I should have, I should have been able I, to I would guess not, who that is.
1: Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's the magic of naming Matt Patricia, the DC or the play calling DC or the play calling, but not the DC, whatever role he's got now, <laughs> make, make that move because he's, Relatively new to that position, so he just say, yeah, Bradbury, you're going to be the slot corner until Maddox arrives. And then maybe we'll try to find a spot for you somewhere. But the, he can't cover anybody. Uh, he reminds me of – who's the guy that they used to have? Not He's not as bad as Asamuga who's getting smoked. Asamuga uh, Yeah, they had a cornerback after that that seemed to always be there but just couldn't make a play. Got beat out on every pass. Um. I can't remember – Shoot. The cornerback's name. I think he wore number
0: 24. Well, that um, was Asamoah.
1: No, well, it was after Asamoah, uh, Some Eagles fan will probably
0: type yeah. in and
1: give us that. But uh, I don't know. I like Bradley Roby. I think he's a good addition. And maybe he can't play the the, the outside either, but he can't play it any worse than Bradbury. And if you want Eli, Eli Ricks or uh, – Ringo. Killy Ringo out there. I'm like, either one of them might be. Ringo better. actually
0: Brad. played pretty well. I mean, he was whoever was on Metcalf the first three quarter, quarters of that game was shutting him down.
1: Yeah, I don't think watching, it was Bradbury. Yeah, I'm I'm watching Bradbury run after people, and he's three to five yards behind almost every time. So I'm like, oh my god, like what? <laughs> I mean, I know how it feels when I got a old playing hockey. Oh my god, I got him! I got him! Oh crap, he's Well, me.
0: part of that problem, part of the problem. And Matt Patricia took some of the blame on it. And cause you Bradbury, one thing that's good about him is he is a stand-up guy. The guy never makes any excuses. Like he will he will just come out and say, No, I got I didn't play well. I, you know, this, that. He 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 always takes he's very accountable. So I gotta give yeah. props for that. He never makes excuses. But he he said that on that play that they called defensively, that his job responsibility on that play call was to play the sticks. So what he means by that uh-huh. is play within 10 yards. Like he is responsible for the guy fo- – at least the focus of the guy is within 10, within 10 yards. So that type of defensive scheme, he's not – even though as a veteran especially, he's supposed to still be prepared in case the guy does a post. You know? right. That
1: was my point. I'm like, if you're talking to a guy with zero experience, you're like, oh, crap, he didn't see that coming. Like, okay, he's doing what the coach said and couldn't think with any wisdom beyond that. But- right. But <laughs> – like you're paid, you're paid to be able to right. Say, he okay, still needs to fight. So he
0: was playing the sticks w- and allowed <laughs> yeah. that rookie with speed to blow right by him, and that oh. was a problem. Especially if you're playing the sticks, if that also means that you don't have any safety help, so you're the only guy on them. You're singled up man coverage, and yeah. that's he again as a veteran, he should okay. You're playing the sticks, that's the defensive call, but you still got to be wary of the guy just going post on you rather than doing a 10-yard, you know, comeback. And where's
1: the pressure, right? So where's the pressure?
0: Where's the pressure? That's the other thing. On that play, they only pressured four guys. And they said the other day that the guys that were those four that they pressured, (laughs) none of them were Jalen Carter, Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox. Uh, It it wasn't even a starting lineup. It was like Patrick Johnson. um, Who's the other guy? it was, it was like a bunch of backup alignment. Uh, so they didn't yeah. even have a, a bona fide pass rush on a play that they're playing, quote, playing the sticks with that much yeah. time left in the game. When you knew that Seattle was going to at least probably try to go deep at some point, it was just a horrible play call. And Bradbury did a bad job. Yeah. Patricia admitted it
1: too. Like, he did. Yeah. yeah. He took
0: responsibility. He said it was, yeah, yeah, he said it was a bad call. Yeah.
1: Um, and they did quite well for most of the game. So it's like, okay. Um, They still have some trouble stopping the run now, though. You know, like, what the hell?
0: They are. They're getting ran all (laughs) over every week. And now they they got to play Barkley this week. And you know the Giants are going to try to run the ball, that's for sure. Yeah,
1: where's the stout run D that exists? So there's a lot. It's not just Bradbury, but. Well, here's
0: the worst part of that coming into this game. Uh, And maybe this will just kind of blend into the injury issue for this weekend. Right now. As of today, no practice from Cunningham, no practice from Morrow. So, that's potentially, that's potentially, that's potentially on Monday, they may have to play against, you know, safeties. That against that's Saquon that's Barkley that's and the Giants that's offense that's with Ben Van Simmeren and an old looking le- uh, Darius Leonard.
1: I would put Sidney Brown
0: in at linebacker. Which I pointed out to you. I texted you a couple of times during the uh, during the game that they had him playing in box, at least in box safety, if not linebacker, in a few plays during yeah. the uh, Seattle they game. To, I think he can diagnose that stuff. He's
1: quick to
0: the ball. Um, he did get smoked. He sometimes just too quick to the ball.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah he did get smoked on the one. <laughs> that's but he needs
0: to play. That's the thing. He needs game experience so he stops over pursuing. Yeah. Yeah,
1: I think Seth Joyner said this week that he identified Sidney Brown as a special player, so, they're like, that guy needs coaching. So
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, well, he and, just and, needs and a I, play, too. Not,
0: if you think about I'm it, too. like, if you get sparingly playing time, even if you're really good, you often over-pursue because you're like, oh, my God, I got to make a tackle. You know, you're, just, you're yeah. just naturally, and especially the way he plays, he's like a heat-seeking missile out there that way he plays. So, yeah. but now I'm not making excuses for him either. He definitely played some sloppy tackling uh, that he over-pursued a lot of plays. But you could definitely see the potential of this kid, though, for sure. Yeah. yep. so
1: we'll see. I I keep wanting to see more of the younger guys on defense, basically, is where I'm at. Um, Hopefully – so Slay's probably out again. Slay's
0: still out, Yep. So Ringo's going to be more likely. I think Ringo will be starting.
1: Yeah, I don't know why they can't throw Joe in at safety. He's a bigger dude. Like, I would leave Brown in at Lime if I had the defense – I would put Brown in as a joker linebacker type position, blitz him. I would blitz the crap out of him uh, when I needed to blitz. And I would have Joe back at safety with Blankenship. And, and I would let these other guys, Eli, Rick, Eli Ricks and Keely Ringo, play the cornerback spots and put Bradbury in the slot. That would be my defense going into this weekend.
0: Yeah, and I like that. I like I like having Bradbury in the, spot, in the slot, especially since he's lost speed. Um, yep. He's clearly lost a step. He's he's turned old overnight this year. Really has. Um, yep. And it's costing Eagles. Like, that entire last drive by Seattle with 92 yards to go in two minutes, they targeted and strictly went after Bradbury.
1: Yeah, I, somebody on social media posted something on one of the Eagles sites where he – I thought it was unfair, but it made me chuckle. <laughs> it said, I sell Bradbury, and I'm like – Yep, I remember that
0: game. Oh, he's, he's not as
1: bad as Izel Jenkins.
0: Well, he might be Isle now, but...
1: Didn't cover anybody, and he was stepping in for Ben Smith that year. That was the oh, Ben Smith.
0: And yeah, Isaac Jenkins was horrible.
1: They just threw at him all game, and he yeah. couldn't cover anybody. And that's what...
0: I bet you, what, I would take a poll right now in my audience. I would say probably 70% of the fan base has no idea who Izel Jenkins is. And that's they should be thankful <laughs> for that. <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty fun. <laughs>
1: oh, God, I said. Well, the one fan, the one fan knew who wrote this on the social media page. Good old Izell Bradbury, I'm like that's funny.
0: That is funny. Yeah, uh, I didn't see that. Yeah, that's that is funny.
1: Yeah, and you know, maybe it's unfair because well, Jenkins was never,
0: up never as good. Yeah, yeah. Bradbury Jenkins just, never sniffed the Pro Bowl, but I think Bradbury made at least a couple. Yeah,
1: yeah. He look a little.
0: I want to see Bradbury
1: rebound. I want to see this defense be able to do something against a rookie third string quarterback this weekend. If they can't get an interception or cause some havoc somehow, some way, then they
0: should this cause havoc. To... Cause that this if, giant's if, offensive line is a sieve. It really is. They yeah, give up six if, or seven sacks a game.
1: If they can't do it, then this defense is actually one of the most. Yeah. Something's going on.
0: Yeah. Something's really going wrong with this defense. Uh,
1: yep. So that's, That's it in a nutshell. I I think that's, they've got to be better in those areas on Christmas Day. Otherwise, Philadelphia might burn to the ground on Christmas Day. Like, if they do not (sighs) beat the Giants at home on Christmas Day,
0: it is. You want to, it might be one of the ugliest days in Philadelphia or ugliest weeks in Philly. Uh, that you can call in recent memory if the Eagles lose to the Giants yeah. on Christmas. People,
1: people will be lighting their Christmas presents on fire. <laughs>
0: <laughs> everyone's tree, everyone's tree, whether it's <laughs> real or fake, is going to be burnt to the ground.
1: Yeah. So I, if the Eagles need any extra motivation, like your city is going to be done if you don't win this game against the Giants <sighs> on Christmas Day.
0: You know, I sit there and I think to myself, could you imagine? But I'm like, the way this team's playing right now? Yeah, I can almost imagine them blowing... A game to the Giants for their yeah. fourth straight and loss. I can,
1: I can imagine households everywhere picking up the turkey and just slamming it down on the ground after that, because the game's <laughs> going to be wrapping up in that dinner hour, four thirty, seven o'clock. <laughs> it has oh, a man. very
0: good chance of ruining
1: Christmas for a lot of people on the East Coast.
0: And if you're uh, the Giants, you kind of know that. So, I mean, could could they have any more motivation? A heated no. rival of the division, yeah. well, knowing that the Eagles are very vulnerable right now psychologically, they got no they got no uh, you know, that they could just completely, end, you know, not end the season. The Eagles are in the playoffs, but certainly make the Eagles be on the road the entire playoffs just by beating them. Yep. They could really, and you know, the Giants would love to do that. Yeah. And
1: I don't want to travel. So look at the other teams that are in the NFC right now. I don't want to play the Lions. I don't want to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, uh,
0: yeah.
1: And, they, and, and that's – so who else is left? Niners, Cowboys. Um, Saints if, they, if they, they
0: were able to creep in.
1: Tampa is solid, man.
0: Yeah, Tampa beat, Tampa beat the 49ers.
1: He's, he is rolling
0: with Tampa team. Tampa beat the 49ers.
1: So what's it's not easy. The NFC has got all the good teams. You know, I, look at I AFC, agree. I think there's
0: two teams, really, in the AFC. I think Kansas City is still going to be reckoned with. And, you know, I just feel that Kansas will get their stuff together. But, you know, them and, and the Ravens.
1: Ravens. The Ravens are – are they they've got to be the favorite. I, I think uh, – which is amazing because it could be a Ravens 49ers Super Bowl again. And that was the last time. Which the they Harbaugh played,
0: ball. ironically, this weekend. So that will be an interesting game to watch.
1: Yeah. Um Totally. Um, that's the one I'll be watching because that's where the good teams are. But uh, I don't know. Eagles got to win. That's that's it. Step up. Or 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 I don't know. Like you're in a whole. Winning solves all problems, right? So they've got to win and reset this, this ship onto its course. Otherwise, you oh, I think not only do to- they
0: have to win. They can't win a game that's sloppy, crappy, and they win like 17, 16. I mean, that's not going to do much good either, if, even if they win. I mean, yes, it'll be better than losing, but they have to go out and win this game by f- 20 points this weekend.
1: Well, if they want to do that, then they got to run the friggin' ball. I would run,
0: run, can run. Can we the start ball. Penny? Pulverize. Or at least can we suit up Penny for this game? Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know. Why is he on this team?
1: I don't know. You know, maybe there were <laughs> reasons why Seattle never re-signed him. You know, maybe there's other issues with him. But the but even if they don't, you've got Boston Scott. You've
0: Not got the giant killer. Game-O maybe we'll use won. Boston Scott this weekend.
1: Gamewell ran great last weekend. He was running good. gainwell has been running pretty I, well
0: lately. Just- and Swift is still fifth in the entire league in rushing. Yeah, and they, they still just don't count- get the ball much.
1: They should just pound this ball until Hertz gets his confidence back. Couple of mid- middle of the field throws and just pound, pound, pound the rock and just be patient. Like somebody's got to be patient enough to do that. The, the Eagles, that's what I liked about Sirianni last year, was when they got in trouble, they would do that.
0: They yeah, would they would go to running. running. But that, but here it is. Was it Sirianni or was it Shane Steichen doing that? Well, probably and Shane he's Steichen. he's not here, and I'm thinking it had to be Shane because –
1: Probably Shane Steichen because you've seen him do it on the Colts.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's, he's – exactly. He quarterback and back. he's you know been what? playing the whole year with his backup quarterback in the Colts, and they're right now a playoff team.
1: So I, I think they're missing Shane Steichen a lot.
0: Well, I think and, they're missing him greatly.
1: Yeah. And, you you know, it's possible that Gannon was a miracle worker with this defense because this defense right now should be better than the than the players that Gannon had
0: last well, year. Well, everyone that was shitting on Gannon, including me, I'll raise my hand. I mean, I'd like to have him back now after this, what I'm seeing on defense this year. But here's the thing. They also, I, I think a lot of it's Howie's fault too. He got, he went too far to the edge of trying to say, yeah, we don't have to spend money at linebacker or safety and it's killing the Eagles. Now, now yeah. he has gone too far. Yep. He got too far well, now. It, now we're really works. missing linebackers <laughs> and safety play uh, until Brown until Brown gets hard. a little more playing time where we have no one, nobody on the other side there at the safety position. No, yeah.
1: And even the guy that they, that they, Gave the start, made a good tackle a couple of weeks ago, and then uh, you know put, put him back down to practice squad. He's not even on the team anymore because he was snatched by somebody. So You talk about no, Kamon Wallace? Uh, no, Christian Ellis or something. The, oh, uh, Ellis,
0: yeah. And by the way, Kamon Ellis, Ellis, that or not Ellis, Kamon Wallace, may have been a mistake releasing him because he went to Arizona and was actually playing pretty well over there, but they had to release him because I think, what's his name, came back? Davis, or is that his name? The safety that's really good over there? Um, who's the who's the all pro safety to have anyway he came back off the injured list and then they released him and then titans picked him up and he's playing really well and i don't know this by sight because i haven't really paid much attention to titans this is coming from uh i was listening to uh one of the uh, sports talk radio shows who said that Kayvon wallace is like a starter and playing very well for the titans for the titans defense
1: they moved right into Byard's position
0: probably. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. So he must have he must be starting in place of Byard and he's been playing really well.
1: Yeah, they upset who they upset last week. Uh, Titans have won two weeks in a row, haven't they? Did they upset? Yeah. I well think that quarterback's won.
0: been playing pretty good. Uh Levis there. Levis. Yeah. He he's looks from like Connecticut, Carolina. by the way. I found out. I didn't know that. Didn't know he, that either. Yeah, he played uh played at one of the smaller colleges in, in Connecticut, I think, initially. Then I think he yeah. transferred um but yeah
1: so i don't think there's anything left to talk about you know coaches i don't know what who knows what's going on behind the scenes but we are definitely missing shane Steichen or the ability to say you know what nothing else is working guys let's just trust our our ground game and just pound it let's just go if you ran that ball three times it's hard for me to believe that you couldn't get an average of three yards per carry and a quarterback sneak to keep moving the chains.
0: I'm gonna. I want one other thing to touch base with you on before we go, and I'll, I'll ask your prediction for you. Go. Is what? You, here's another thought that ran through my head this week as I was trying to trying to figure out what the hell's going on with this offense. Do you think? And you know, I'm talking about more goal line situations or inside the five, if not red zone in in general, but especially when they get inside the five. What is the purpose of running the quote tush push? When it's first down. And here's the reason why I'm asking that question. Do you think that the Eagles offense, the confidence level, this confidence level of the offense is so low right now or in the past, say month, a month and a half, that they have no other plays that they're confident that they get two yards? Uh,
1: I think there is an overconfidence problem with that play. And it seems like, okay, maybe that's all they practiced
0: why are you running on a first down? You run, If you can't get in the first two or three downs, then I could see you running the tush-push. Why are you running on a first down? You can't hand the ball off to swift. You can't run a, a fade no. route that Hurts can catch some guy in the end zone or run a crossing route. There's nothing else you guys can do other than run a run of tush-push with two yards out of the goal line? Why Apparently are you running not. that on first down? Apparently not. It's not even been practiced. Well, that, so. to me, that scares me. I mean, do they really think that their offense is that inept when they don't have confidence to run any other play when it's first down and three? Yep. I mean, that to me, I'm like, with all these problems they're having on offense, it's making me wonder if that if that play is just kind of disguising some of the deeper issues that might be in play here. Yeah.
1: How, how do you not? How are you not able to just hike that ball and you, just dump it you, off the stone really? or got her? Yeah. Put in your type. Tall guys, hike it, step back, lob it over. <laughs> How's that not going to work? Yeah, you,
0: yeah, exactly. You, it's like at least even if you think you can't, those, those are perfect opportunities because you know you have that in the bank to use. Yeah. Run some other plays on first and second down. Yeah. What are you doing? I don't understand it. I don't either. I don't either. All right. Well, all right. So, <laughs> Giants, Eagles. Supposedly, this is the uh, they're wearing black. So I don't know if that means anything, but they're bringing out the black uniforms on Christmas. Uh, It's a home game against the Giants, a team that they own. What is your prediction for Monday night?
1: Eagles should win this like twenty four to fourteen.
0: Twenty four to fourteen. You know be interesting is if the Eagles come out or let's say the Giants get the ball first and they just march all the way downfield with Barkley unable to stop him and they have like a, I don't know, an 11-play, 78-yard drive. And they knock off about eight minutes of the clock and go up 7 nothing. <laughs> well... They it may already happen. start lighting the matches at that point. <laughs> and tough. I
1: would say, why aren't we playing like the Giants? You
0: know, yeah. That's
1: not, why aren't we doing exactly what the Giants are doing? Because you can't tell me their roster is better than ours.
0: Oh, no. It's not even close. No. But Seattle's roster isn't better than theirs either.
1: No. no. Nope. And if we just run the ball with a couple of throws here and there, and that's what made him great last season. Herschel isn't throwing 30 times a game last year. He was throwing 15 to 20.
0: Yeah, and I know.
1: running the ball the rest of the time. And he wasn't. He was developing that. He became a great quarterback by the end of the season. This year, it's like throw, 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 throw. It's like Andy Reid. I just again. The keys like now, are they
0: need the. Yeah, they need the. It hurts. I mean, I think it's not just hurts. I think he's a part of it, obviously. But the coaching, they need to coach him up if he's not able to coach himself up watching game tape because I know he's putting the work in. I have no problem. He's not. He's definitely working hard to figure things out. There's no doubt in my mind that because he just has that type of work ethic and attitude. But if he's not identifying the problem or he's repeating it anyway, then the coaches need to come down and harder on him, man. Him not trusting
1: the O-line is like trying to watch Steve Sachs throw the ball to first base back. when he was <laughs>
0: Like
1: what the deal? Like you can't – like all of a sudden you can't do this?
0: Yeah, that gets back to what I was saying earlier about confidence, man. He needs to get his confidence back.
1: And if it comes to lighting a separate fire under his butt, that's why I would be like, you know what? Maybe Carr said benching them a couple weeks ago, and I was like, that's ridiculous. But now I'm like, well, eh, you might be right. You might be exactly right. So let's see what happens. Well, here's what, who,
0: I, I think to your score is... The
1: cards. If they lose against the Giants, they can bench them against the cards and then bring them back for that last game against the Giants to see if there's anything there that lights a fire. Because otherwise, they're already in the playoffs, so they're not going to go backwards backwards. It's just a matter of well, we're definitely going to travel if we lose... Oh, yeah. Uh, the game. Like, if we lose this this weekend's game, I think they should make some bold decisions. Because you're not going to go backwards. They need to win out to, to get the best possible playoff run. Yeah. So if they lose at any point, I'll be like, nope, time for you to sit on the bench. Just, yeah. just ride the plane just for a day. So we'll see.
0: All right. So 24 14, I'm going to think, and then right around there myself. And here's the thing I, I think if if anyone's out there and wants to make some quick money, and I'm not ever gonna advocate gambling, even though I just kind of did. But <laughs> and obviously if you lose, don't come back at me saying, You told me what to do. So with that being said, I think the spread for this game is like 13 and a half points. I'm like, who the hell yeah. would ever pick the Eagles and give that that many points with the way they're playing right now? I think it's way off I think <laughs> you pick the Giants with that and take the points, man, and, and go home, you know, with some extra spending cash for the holidays. I mean, I couldn't believe that the spread is that much for this game, the way the Eagles are playing. But you that's know, what it I is. I always
1: lose my bets. I always lose betting, so maybe I'll drop a dollar or five bucks on that spread, and then the Eagles will prove me wrong.
0: Yeah, because even you have them within ten points, you know. And I think I do. I have them definitely within thirteen points myself. I think I'm going to go. Uh, man, the Eagles haven't even scored over twenty points in the last month. Even as even with Bradbury's struggles, like we
1: said, it's all going to come down to Hurts. It is. Is he going to be yeah. able to play, but it's not. And if they're, if they're not, they're going to be stuck in the mud against this team. I'm
0: going to go 27. I think it's going to be close. I'm going to go 27-20. Eagles. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take the Eagles, though. Uh, mainly because they have to win. I mean, at some point, they got to get out of this. And they're playing the Giants. It's my same attitude kind of almost like Seattle. I'm never going to pick the Eagles against Seattle until they actually beat that team. And the Giants, like I said, it's like the perfect team coming into the link when the Eagles are – needing a win because <laughs> they always, whether they need a miracle of the Metallands, one or two, yep. whatever, they just beat this team all the time. Yep. So, well, they need it now more than ever. <laughs> that is true. Matt, thanks again for joining us on Philadelphia Eagles Talk with Jeff. Always a pleasure to have you on. Uh, thanks for all your commentary. And like I said, Merry Christmas to you and the fans yep. and everybody else. And any closing comments before we let you go. No, happy, happy safe holidays to everybody out there. And let's enjoy this beat up on the Giants. There we go, Eagles Nation. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. We'll catch you there after the game on Monday night. Merry Christmas. Let's get a win. Fly, Eagles, fly. Take care.